Welcome to the Profit First REI podcast, where real estate investors master financial management, eradicate entrepreneurial poverty, and learn to be profitable from day one. Now for your host, David Richter. Hey everyone, another episode of the Profit First REI podcast. I have a special guest today, Chris Miles, and he is the owner of Money Ripples, and he is like an anti-financial planner. This is this is a person that I am excited to have on the podcast because he's a big Profit First person. He loves Profit First. He loves the pumpkin plan by Mike McCallowitz, so he gets systems operations, but he loves helping people create passive income and honestly generating money in places you might not think about or whatnot. He just helps people and doesn't take that traditional financial planning route. So Chris, great to have you on the show today. You've been featured in every single place, it seems like, you know, all across. So I'm, I'm thankful that you're uh, here on our podcast today. Absolutely. Hey, if I'm going to take a break in Florida for my, my vacation, you're worth it, man. Like this is exciting. I love Profit First. So I'm so excited for this. No, and, and we're excited to have you on because we love anyone that uh, has that mentality. So thank you for coming on the show today. So a lot of our listeners are real estate investors, and a lot of them, you know, want to know how best that they can create passive income or like that they can generate, you know, that money. And a lot of them have active income right now, fixing and flipping or wholesaling or might be getting into that. So I don't know, like just to start off, why don't you introduce yourself and then we'll go into like how, you know, like a, a real estate investor can create passive income or maybe just some of the tips and tricks that you have. And then we can go into talking about the topic of a uh, profit first. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like, I'll tell you, like, uh, I guess um, as I'm seeing myself in the, in the video, I guess I've wore the shirt that's perfect. I love, you know, I love passive income, right? <laughs> there you, <go. laughs> you know, uh, and that's really what it is. Like, uh, you know, I really am an anti-financial advisor, right? Because everybody's out there telling you, like all these financial advisors and experts and, you know, the gurus, right? They're all telling you to go out there, save all your money, spend nothing, live a cheap, crappy life. And then someday, if you're lucky, by investing in these dumb mutual funds, you might be able to retire, right? And, and the truth is, like, I actually was teaching that. Like, almost 20 years ago, I started out as the traditional mainstream financial advisor, aka salesman in a suit, right? Um, but I found out pretty quickly, like, when I met with people that were business owners and or real estate investors, they would kind of scoff at the things I was teaching, now, in my mind, I was thinking like, this is the most brilliant thing ever, you know, pass you know, like, hey, if you keep saving these mutual funds, you might make 12% a year if you're lucky, right? Um, but as I started to look at real numbers, right, like the real rate of return of the stock markets, looking at people's real results in, in, that have been doing that kind of financial planning, the truth is no one was retiring financially free. Uh, secondly, the returns of the market are not 12% or 10%, like they say, it's more like seven and a half to 8% if you're lucky, right? And that's if you get just the S&P returns, you know, and that's all bipolar up and down. You get no real tax benefits from it, you know, unless you're putting Roth IRA, but you can't put that much in there. So that doesn't work. So the planning, really financial planning's failed. It's a piece of crap. Like that's really what it is. It's like, it's like Tommy boy when it's like, you know, you take a dump in a box and you write guaranteed on it, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, I don't know why with you, I'm being so irreverent here, but uh, yeah, I just, I just, I, I'm tired of it. Like I'm sick and tired. And, 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 I, and that's what happened. 2006, I started talking to real estate investors and, and they would make fun of this stuff. And so I actually quit being a financial advisor, vowed never to go back again. 
And, uh, and I was just going to, you know, do mortgages as a mortgage broker at the time and, and then do, teach ballroom dancing at a local university because little known fact, I used to be one of the nation's top amateur ballroom dancers, right? So that was my path. Uh, but then by applying the very things that, you know, we've talked about with creating passive income and multiple streams of income, things like that, I was able to retire in 2006 as well. So I, I was at a point where I was financially independent, right? Where I, I was out of the rat race, you know, as if you use Kiyosaki's terms. Well, then I was like, well, what am I going to be when I grow up? Because I was 28 years old. I didn't know where I was going to go with that. And so I eventually went down the path of coaching. And so 2007 came out of retirement to do that. But then the recession hit and I was gambling with real estate. And so I went from millionaire to upside down millionaire, had to dig back out of that hole. Right. And uh, I was actually able to retire again in 2016, this time much, much better and safer. Um, and I was able to be out of the rat race once again by the end of 2016. So about four years ago. And, uh, and that's kind of where I am now. And, and that's the thing that I keep trying to promote and bang that drum over and over is that it's all about financial freedom is all about passive income. If you don't have that, especially if you don't have multiple streams of passive income, it doesn't work. Even as a real estate investor, especially if you're wholesaling, you're flipping or whatever you're doing, right? The truth is you have a business, you know, and if you're not careful, you can make a lot, you can make millions and millions a year transacting these real estate deals but never be financially free. You have to have multiple streams of passive income that are coming in outside of that business, right? Um, that's why we're seeing, and some of our friends that we're in a mastermind with together, that's why we're seeing some of them starting to do things like they're starting to build up their portfolios because they're like, wait, I can't wholesale forever. Wholesaling works in certain markets, but not in others, you know? Or if I'm fixing and flipping, that works great when there's huge upside, a huge appreciation, but that can be kind of risky if all of a sudden there's you know an unstable market. And so you've got to have something that just keeps paying the bills over and over where you work because you want to, not because you have to. And that's and that's really the key thing here. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I love that. That's uh that's right where we live too. So as far as that goes with the passive income and with uh with profit first and how you love profit first and the pumpkin plan and all that, how does that fit in with profit first? Like how does that apply or and then we can talk about how you fell in love with Profit First and why you love it. But just to give the real estate investors right off the bat, like everything that we can, what does, uh, how would you equate with Profit First and how it fits into the real estate world and with uh, the passive income? Oh, it's perfect. I mean, obviously it's like, you know, when you take that whole simple equation that Mike takes, right? But it, it's a huge perspective shift of saying it's, it's all about, you know, income minus your, you know, Profit, right? Whatever you want to have coming in at home all the time, cash flow, right? Income minus profit gives you your expenses that you should be paying. You know, it's reversing, putting on, flipping on its head to say, no, we need to have to figure out what am I going to take home? You know, it doesn't matter how much you can bang your chest about how much money you make in your business if you're not bringing money home. And that's true with real estate too. Is I have people that, uh, like just today, right? I talked to, I've talked to a few people today in this situation where they've got real estate, but their real estate isn't paying them profit. So like one guy, he's telling me he has three properties, got so much equity in these properties, and he's making maybe $2,400 a month. And I said, hey, listen, we can sell off two of these three. The third the third one was okay. You know, I was like, you can keep that one if you want to. These other two, if we sell it, do a 1031 exchange and, and buy even just passive turnkey properties, right? Where you're not even managing it. He's managing all three of these for $2,400 a month. I said, we can actually sell two of these three and actually increase your cash flow from $2,400 a month up to about 3,500 to 4,000 a month and you don't manage anything. 
Somebody else does the work for you. Same equity, no extra money out of pocket, just you know, getting it working for you. Um, I had another person today, same thing. We, they, they're totally debt-free, got almost a $4 million net, net worth, but their income, their passive income is zero, right? So they're like, we're stuck. We're, we're, we are the Dave Ramsey poster child, right? Like we are debt-free. We're doing everything he said, yet we are not free because we don't have the income coming in. And so I just showed them today. I said, listen, like you've got your own home that could be paying you right now. You can get a HELOC on that sucker. You know, even if you got a million dollar HELOC on it, right? That would be about less than 3000 a month. But that million could even just return 10% cash on cash, which is very possible. In fact, easily doable within the, the turnkey real estate areas, if you know the right areas to be in, right? I was like, that's 100000 a year, but it only costs you like maybe 35000 a year. That's $65,000 profit. That's the key. It's all about profit, right? What is it you actually have as the end result? So when it comes to profit first, it's all about that. It's like, hey, we're going to have an expense, but how can we reduce expense while maximizing cash flow and income? And that's where you get freedom. That difference in between income and expenses is freedom. That's where you create options. When you have options, right? That's where you have freedom. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And that's really what, that's the whole point of profit first. You're supposed to maximize it. It's not, I guess that's why I like it too, because it's not just the beating of the drum of like, oh, you got to cut your expenses and live, you know, meagerly. It's like, well, yeah, you need to cut them to be as lean as possible because on the other side, you want to have as much fun as possible. Like, you want to accomplish right. why you got into business and you're going to need that other piece of it. And that's that profit. So I love, yeah, yeah I absolutely, you know, from that yeah, perspective. You, I yeah. You don't that. want to ignore expenses either for sure. Like I was talking about all about just income. Right. But uh, like one that guy that had the three properties, he was, he was like, Hey, I'm making maybe a hundred thousand a year, about 60,000 profit, but I paid 17,000 in taxes. I'm like, your accountant sucks. Let's fire him, find a different CPA I was like, even if we only save you 10,000 a year in taxes, that's 10,000 a year, right? Like that just lowers that, 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 that number he has to get to for the passive income to be able to meet and exceed his expenses and be out of the rat race, right? So you're right. You've got to have both sides of the equation being addressed, but you don't have to be cheap. You don't have to live on rice and beans like they say you have to do, right? You don't have to do that kind of stuff. You can still enjoy your life but it's about being a wise steward of the resources you have and getting your, your money, your assets to start working for you instead of just you working for them. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So what, then let's, let's talk about your personal journey. When, yeah. And as it relates to profit first, like when did you hear mm-hmm. about it or like, when did you get into the world, you know, like the world of profit first and cause it, you've been an advisor, uh, an anti-financial advisor for a while. So I just wondered when that, you know, when that first started for you and it clicked? Yeah, I want to say Profit First first came in my world, I think it was 2014, okay. uh, right around there. So it was about uh, you know six, seven years back. Um, and, and I remember hearing it, I was like, well, duh. Like, Because up to that point, I was always teaching about cash flow, but the way he put it was so beautiful. I was like, that was so simple and just genius, right? I was like, that is cash flow. That's the ultimate essence when I talk about people like improving your cash flow, that was it, you know? Um, and in fact, I remember like the business coach I'd hired at that time, I introduced Profit First to her and even an accountant that was Profit First licensed, right? Um, it was funny because she's like, looking at my numbers, she's like, well, what could you live on? Like, or what could your business run on? And at that time I was like, um, roughly, I could easily do less than a thousand a month. She's like, wait, what? You're making six figures and you can run on less than a thousand a month? I'm like, yeah. She's like, 
how is that possible? And, and she was in the coaching world, but for her, she had had a whole, whole huge team. She had an office and stuff. I'm like, I went virtual a long time ago before virtual was cool. Right. Um, I didn't, you know, I had a small team, but they're all contractors and stuff. And I kept those, those things lean and mean, you know, so that I kept most of my profit. Um, so when that came in my world, it was awesome. I taught it to her and her students, you know, and even though I wasn't you know, appointed to do anything with profit first, I was just like, read this book. It's awesome. You know? Um, but it, it, it changed. I mean, it was always already doing it. I'll tell you the book that changed my life though, uh, was his other book called the pumpkin plan. So 2015, right. Um, was a crazy year for me because I was about to hit my best year in business ever. And then the summer of that year, my wife and I started going through my wife at that time and I were going through a divorce, right? So business came to a screeching halt, you know, um, it was, uh, it was, it was weird because it was like, I went from like making great money to all of a sudden I was working maybe five hours a week. I was working 50 hours a week before that, but then emotionally I couldn't handle more than five hours a week. And, and I was in a, in a tough spot and I was kind of questioning, did I want to be in business or not? You know, did I want to keep doing this? You know, like I was like, man, I've been burning myself out. Obviously I don't even get to see my kids every day anymore. I'm living in, in a single, you know, three bedroom condo with, you know, by myself, I'm all lonely. My life sucks. <laughs> it was just, you know, my life felt like it was falling apart. You know, people were backing out. Like, so people that said, Hey, I'm, I'm going to work with you. Then they're backing out. So then I'm not making money there. And I wasn't focused again on passive income at that point. And I started to like really question everything. And it was about that same time. I was like, should I stay in business or not? Should I keep going? Then the pumpkin plan came. And then again, that visual, right. Of like chopping off all the, the smaller pumpkins to just feed that one big pumpkin. I started analyzing my business activities, you know, everything on my calendar. For example, I was spending easily 10 to 15 hours a week, just going to local networking events, right? Like just, going to different local lunches and this and that, or just hanging out with so-and-so like, Hey, I want to get to know you better. But none of that stuff was paying me. So it was just wasted time. You know, I was trying to go live speak everywhere. Cause I wanted to beat my chest about, you know, speak, you know, keynote speaking all over the country. Right. I'm like, I, most of these things I'm speaking at were a waste of time, money, time away from family, all that stuff. And so when I started to really hone in, like, who's my ideal client, right? Like, who's the person I really want to work with? Not the people that are draining all my energy, but the best of my clients. I basically took that 80-20 principle and said, can I do the 80-20 of the 80-20, right? So how can I get the top 80, you know, the really the top 20% of the top 20%, which is the top 4% that makes 96% of my revenue. When I started honing in on that, and then I got lean, like I actually, like I, you know, I actually had people I let go from as contractors. I'm like, I don't really need you. If, especially if I cut off all this extra activity, I was just trying to feed you work, but this was busy work I was giving you. It wasn't productive work. I started doing all that. Next thing I know, like now I'm like this lean machine. And then the next year, 2016, I almost doubled my income from my revenue from that previous year, but my profit, you know, my expenses were cut in half. So instead of, even though it was double the revenue, it was like quadruple the profit. Right. Um, and I just did the numbers, you know, finishing up 2020, since then, since applying the pumpkin plan, my business has grown revenue-wise 913%, while my hours, this is what's most important, my hours reduced in a third. So I'm now working 10 to 20 hours a week, where I was working 50 to 60 hours a week before. Now I'm only working 10 or 20, but my revenue is up 913%, while my profit is up over 1,500%, right? 
And that has made the complete difference of my lifestyle. My lifestyle is way different. It wasn't just like transactional money, right? It wasn't just trying to, you always have to kill, you know, hunt, hunt you want to, want to, what you want to eat, right? I didn't have to do that anymore. Now it's like with the passive streams of income too, which is also coming in, plus residual streams within the business and everything else, my, my business is just a night and day difference. Yeah, that's awesome. I love, I love hearing those stories because it is, it, that's real life. I mean, going through dark mm-hmm. times and going through the, to say, okay, what do I really value here? You know, like what is my business yeah. really all about and how do I want to serve people? So, and I love that from the pumpkin plan perspective, the profit first perspective and getting the, what really matters to to you and to what, to how you can best serve, to how you can truly affect and change people's lives. So I love that. So I just have a couple of questions, a couple of last questions here. Do you have yeah. any, any other tips for real estate investors? Just any other things that you would say, hey, you got to do this or stay away from this or anything else? Yeah, a few. Um, Cause I mean, I run into all different types of perspectives around. It's funny around money, real estate investors, you think they'd all be kind of uniform, but they're really not. Like you got Dave Ramsey fans in the real estate world, which blow my mind because Dave Ramsey does not create wealth, right? Like he is great. He was, he's meant for the person that's making 30, 40,000 a year, not 300, 400,000 a year or three or 4 million a year. He's not meant for you, right? He's not meant for real estate investors. He is meant for the broke person that can barely rub two nickels together. But we, we take the same stuff he gives, like I'm going to go totally debt free, which is fine. It's a strategy, but it is not a principle. Understand that principles are eternal. They, they're forever. They stay the same. Well, strategies can change with time and situations. So for example, the principle would be living within your means. Like that's the thing, the principle I agree with Dave Ramsey on. Like, yeah, you should live within your means. But the strategy of paying off your debt may not be the best, you know, because just like that example of those, those clients that had 3 million in net or almost 4 million in net worth, but there is paying them nothing, you know. Now they have great active income and so many real estate investors have good active income. They can keep, they keep hunting what they, whatever they want to eat, but if they stop, their income stops too. And they can't, and unless they keep hiring people, but even that is not totally passive. You have to still manage it and keep your team together. It's a crap load of headaches, you know? But if you have passive income streams coming in and it could be in real estate, right? You could be doing stuff with passive income with real estates. You could be doing stuff with turnkeys. You could be putting money in syndications or doing stuff that way. You could be putting money with other people for that matter, right? Um, I personally like to own and control the real estate, which is why I do, I control it, I own it, but I don't manage it. So that's why I always do I love to go more my defaults, the turnkey real estate, but heck I'm even doing stuff with land investing too. So whatever it is, like you want to make sure that you've got that passive income coming in to support you and your family in case governments shut things down. Like we've seen last year, like all this other stuff, all this uncertainty that can be created in the world. You want to make sure that you're as bulletproof as you possibly can. And that cash flow, that passive income is the key to doing it. Doesn't matter what you're making in your business. That is irrelevant. It's what you're making when you're not working in business that really counts. Yeah. There you go. So that was some huge uh, bombs dropped there, value. So if you're uh, if you're listening to this, the last question you know I always, I always ask is, since you've provided a bunch of value here, Chris, how can the yeah. listeners provide value back to you? So is there, you know, your website, work with you, a book, like what? You know, like how can they provide value back to you? Yeah, I mean, two ways you can do it. I mean, one, if you're already listening to podcasts, feel free to jump over to mine. It's the Chris Miles Money Show. So feel free to jump over there. Sorry, there's like 
almost 500 episodes. So don't start from number one. Like I'd, I'd start backwards if I were you, <laughs> you know, or start from number 300 or something like that. Right. Um, but anyways, you know, definitely check out the show, the Chris Miles Money Show, or you can even go to my website, moneyripples.com. Even has some of my YouTube videos on there and things like that you can check out. Awesome. So there you go. Moneyripples.com with the Chris Miles Show for his podcast. And you will get a lot of value. Chris really cares about what he, who he teaches and what he teaches. And I really love that. Got the profit first mentality. So this is definitely someone that you need to connect with. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for being on today and, and providing value to the listeners. Such an honor. Thank you, David. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. If you found this episode valuable, could you do me a quick favor? Can you give us an honest rating within iTunes? And be honest, you could say whether you liked it or not. And obviously with iTunes, the more reviews and ratings we have, the better it is for other people that are searching for a profit first in a podcast. So we'd love to be ranked on there. And that's thanks to your help. So we would really appreciate that if you would like to go give us a rating. Also, if you're looking to connect with us further, I would highly recommend checking out our Facebook group, Profit First for Real Estate Investors. And that's literally what it's called. So you can type in Profit First for Real Estate Investors and you'll be able to find our Facebook group right there. So come join active real estate investors who are supporting each other and growing their businesses and profits together. That's what that group is all about. The link should be in the description below. And if you're interested in working with us and implementing profit first in your real estate business, we offer coaching and guidance. So if you wanna work with someone who's actually profit first certified and who works right now currently with real estate businesses, you can actually go start your application process by going to simplecfosolutions.com forward slash apply, or just go right to simplecfosolutions.com and there's an apply button right on there. If you want to actually start your profit first journey with someone who can actually walk you through those step by step and help you know and grow your cash flow. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of the Profit First REI podcast. See you next episode.